What's up, homies, and welcome back to No One's Homies. We have been gone for another two weeks. Uh, it was more like a month, bro. Oh, was it a month? Yeah. Dang, I checked dude. Our, our last episode was like end of July. Oh, shit. Three weeks. Three weeks. Three weeks. Sorry. Okay. We got Juno in the studio today, though. Good evening. Hello. He hello. Happy to be here. One of our good <laughs> friends, and if you know him personally, then you know how great of a uh, guitar player he is. Great guy. Thank you. Thank and you. also, if you don't know him personally, you might know him from his band, basically, Saturday Night. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't, I'm sure we shared some, some links already yeah. on our social media. Just check it out. Spotify, Facebook, your YouTube channel, which is kind of new, isn't yes. it? I like it, though. It's yeah, cool, I think content. it's not even a month old. Mm-hmm. Maybe like three weeks. Rem's been working heavy on it. Dope. Dope. Yeah. All right, so uh, Juno is in studio. Uh, Mark and I just got back from Boracay. That was, uh, that was two, weeks ago, two weeks How was ago. That? Dude, blur. Uh, blur. <laughs> a blur. A blur. To be quite honest. We got, as soon as we arrived on the island, man, she got down oh. to business. That <laughs> was that a whole weekend? Yeah. Uh, oh, pro, no, no, uh, no. Some of us went on Friday, took a leave. Right. Uh, it was really fun, though. Yeah. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure. But uh, basically, Saturday to Monday was the complete crew. You're quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I saw some photos. Yeah, and uh, we got more lit on Sunday than I was expecting, but you know. Because you, like, you guys are like maxing out towards the end. <laughs> yeah, True. but I thought we were going to chill, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we're, we're flying out tomorrow. <laughs> Actually, I think it was mixed because I was pretty chill on Sunday. I think. Oh, okay. Because Saturday was was too much. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that, that, that was fun and a lot of um, tourists that were there. Chinese so, and, and uh, Korean. Korean. Uh, that was interesting as well because you. I forgot we were in the Philippines for a second. <laughs> Wait, uh, where are we? <laughs> but Bur- Boracay is looking better. It's so good, yeah. actually. Quite beautiful. Looking cleaner. If I, if I should I've say so more space. Mm-hmm. And um, that aside, we're also going to be playing in 2020 on August 30. So come through. It's a No So event. They're a new artist and musician collective. I actually heard about No So. Yeah, then. yeah. They they've Kinda put like up a, a few events already. DJ collective sort of mm-hmm. thing. So pretty sick be concept. Yeah. yeah. This is a no one's home music event. Not, not a, a no one's homies podcast, podcast event. <laughs> you gotta clarify. Yeah, yeah, we're not doing like a meet and greet. <laughs> but I mean you can you meet and well. greet us. You might as well. <laughs> uh that being said, hope to see some of you guys there. Oh, is that August 30, Friday? August 30, that's a Friday in 2020. We're on at uh, like 1215. Mm, the usual. Uh, the huge. <laughs> not too late, not too early. Yeah, you know, peak of the night. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, all right. And I wanted to give a special shout out to the people who wrote into the show while we were uh, not recording. They were very cool for either sharing with us their stories about how they enjoyed either our music or our podcast, or they were just trying to share stories with us that they thought we would share on the page, which we did. So first, I want to thank Julio Banzon from Smoothie Booze and La Playa. Dude, he's a freaking amazing musician. musician. (laughs) Shout outs. Yeah. Uh, He mentioned to me that uh, he was having a pretty bad night out on the town. And uh-huh. he listened to Late Nights and he felt better about himself. So that was really cool of him to share. Uh, you guys should check out his music on Spotify. That's Smoothie Booze and La Playa. They're very good bands. And they have a really good, um, where's that? Like DLC Southbound Sessions yes. performance. Yes, they it's very like good. an acoustic thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Very nice. Uh, I also want to thank uh, Kenita Rodriguez for sharing some stories with us, like sports stuff. I want to thank uh, LM or... 
aka La Machine. La Machine. La Machine. <laughs> and, um, but es- this week, I especially wanted to take the time to thank our number one supporter, it seems, right now, Michael Appeludin. I still can't say his last name, bro. Just because we never met him in, yeah, person. in person. But uh, thank you, Michael, for... He, he consistently gives us feedback. Wow. He consistently writes in about how he enjoys the show. And more recently and unexpectedly, he donated a wow. generous amount to the show. That is fantastic. Yeah, just for pizza or Dude. for... Yeah, so I used that to buy the beer we're drinking right now. <laughs> the shout out. Sponsored. This is sponsored. This is sponsored is by Michael. Michael? Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Yeah. So unexpected because, I mean, we've never asked for donations on this mm-hmm. show. And we're mm-hmm. still not asking for them because we do this for fun. But yeah. You know. But, but I was like, wow. Someone actually thought it was worth some money. Yeah. So, I mean, um, he, he sent it to us through Gcash. Shout out Gcash. Shout out Gcash. <laughs> but um, yeah, we're not asking for donations, but we're not also saying like, don't donate to us. <laughs> now, that, now that we had a yeah. taste of it, it, it tastes pretty good. But so. of course, but <laughs> of course, please, please do not donate if it is any hardship to you. Dude. Like, please, that would, Dude. that would be worse. <laughs> but, but, but if you want to save the Amazon rainforest, you might as well donate. Don't don't tell them that. To, we're, to we're the not. organizations that are relevant. Yes, not, not to us. us. <laughs> Switch your money over. If you're thinking about donating yeah, it to us, yeah, yeah. move there, it somewhere there, else. There are more important things <laughs> happening right now. But anyway, thank you to Michael. He followed up on a few things that I wanted to just uh, follow up on before we get into our uh, what we're consuming segment. First of all, you know he joined the Milo Marathon because you mentioned it, Mark. I didn't even join that shit. Bro. I know. He was asking, like, did Mark join? Because, like, and, uh, I kept an eye out. <laughs> Ske- like, schedule conflicts and everything. Yeah. It didn't work yeah. out. That's okay. a real homie, man. Dude. Dude, right? We're creating some positive effects, and, on, especially for him. And he said, he because he used to have a running habit and he kind of tapered off. But when he joined the marathon after hearing about it on the show, he started getting back into training his running again. That is Damn. amazing. So that's so awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, I also wanted to he, he wanted us to pick up on our topic on uh, <laughs> uh, magical realism which is the which is I didn't do research on that we, yet we mentioned it in passing mm-hmm. but I think maybe we should set up uh, maybe an episode with someone who was like who reads a lot and yeah. knows more about the yeah. genre yeah so uh, Josh Vera get ready but um, <laughs> yeah so we'll get to that Michael but thank you for your donation thank you for your continued support Please know that it is um, acknowledged and greatly, greatly uh, appreciated. appreciated. Yeah. That's the word. We can give you like that top fan badge. <laughs> Facebook gives. Yeah, he deserves it. He yeah, does dude. though. Top fan, bro. He does. So uh, if you donate a thousand, we'll mention your name every <laughs> show at the end. In Shout fact, out to the top fan. If you donate more, we can read out a segment that you're... <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> we'll, we'll but, yeah, but also sponsor us. <laughs> and if you really... If you really like, you know, fork over the cash. We can create a custom episode just for you. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But Dude. we'll definitely give, we'll acknowledge you and talk about whatever it is you bring up. Unless it's super offensive, then we'll probably just give the money back. Uh, in the, uh, that being said, I want to move on to our what we're consuming portion so that we can get through that and also get to our conversation with Junoy. So Junoy, uh, also, <laughs> I'm, I'm not playing the, the clip right now because I want to make a new one. Uh, Junoy. <laughs> Hello. What have you been consuming, my friend? I've actually been I've actually been digging into a lot of comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, I started with um, comedians in cars getting coffee. Great. It's a great show. 
And Great show. I just find it amazing how like how quick they are when two comedians are in a car and they they pick up on each other's jokes because they're kind of anticipating that um, each other is um, about to say a joke. Mm-hmm. So they're they're trying to feed that, trying to digest that punchline right away. I find that really cool. And um, so I was looking into more like comedy documentaries. There's one Seinfeld called it's called Comedian, mm-hmm. and um, just following his life after after the show after the Seinfeld show and I just like it because I see a lot of sort of parallelism with um, between stand-up comedy and like live music improvisation mm-hmm. yeah it's very similar it takes it, it's this this compulsion that takes quite a bit to, to overcome same for comedians same for musicians um, there's some instincts you build yeah instincts dealing with the audience and stuff like that trying to read a room and there's way more structure in comedy than than people give credit for it's so complicated it's probably yeah the good ones make it look so effortless Mm -hmm. like their transitions are smooth the same way like a musician he makes you think that the musical like elements of a song are that simple yeah there's actually a lot of forethought there was a there was a part in that documentary where Seinfeld wanted to go for like um, 60 minutes of new material mm-hmm. stand-up and being established as he was that goal took him like six months of like going to uh, four or five clubs every night yeah trying out new material until he was confident enough to do an hour god damn we, it's insane we hear a lot about that on joe rogan's podcast mm-hmm. because he is a stand-up comedian right, also. right yeah. he so he mentions like on. when you see those the one hour specials on netflix or before like hbo those were like, like you said, five, six months in the making of these comedians Absolutely. hitting up clubs and local shows that you don't hear about. You'd have to attend them live. Yeah. So, I mean, for us, that one hour was, you know, like I said, there's a lot of work that goes into right. it that we don't usually see. But it comes off like, you know, that's why I think comedians are a bit underrated in terms of the, Absolutely, the performance arts. Yeah, <laughs> and in terms of like... They're, they're, they carry like a pretty heavy burden in society right. to like say things that people are afraid to say. Yeah, especially True. nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and uh, the the term now for like walking around political correctness is called dodging laser laser beams. Right. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. It's like the co- the comedian term for they say how like Bill Burr can dodge laser beams really oh, naturally. Did you, did you watch that YouTube video analyzing this? Yes. There was. Yes. Yes. They're, I mean, they were just explaining how some comedians can get away with being so like over the top, so right. politically and offensive. Yeah. <laughs> but it's you know, I it makes sense. Like when you mentioned it, I was like, yeah, that's a Junoy thing because um, you're kind of like a surgical guy. So when it when it comes to breaking down comedy, I'm I'm actually interested to hear what your thought process like of of thinking about it would be. But obviously, that must be hard to articulate. Well, I mean, I think I just find it amazing how. Um, even the idea of just standing with a microphone in front of like uh, a quiet room and your only goal is to make them laugh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You spend your whole life like writing jokes same way I would spend like hours playing guitar for example. Mm-hmm. And I mean it, it's it's a craft in itself. Yeah. And like Mark said it, it is pretty underrated. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree. Uh, have you been consuming anything else? So there was um, Comedian, right? The documentary yeah, about Jerry, Seinfeld? It's called Jerry Seinfeld Comedian. And then okay. the other one was Comedians, Comedians in Cars Co- Getting Coffee, yeah. which, which is fantastic. On Netflix. Also. Yeah. That's a, basically, Jerry Seinfeld interviews other comedians, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. And they do it in a car. And it's short form, which I love. Yeah. yeah it's like it actually minutes. started, um, like, I just caught it off YouTube like back in the day. Oh, okay. Like a free show he was doing on a website. Right. And I'm glad that Netflix picked it up because a lot more people have been able to yeah. see it. Productions are way better too. True. Yeah. 
The cars are cars are sick, bro. Dude, so <laughs> nice. And I just I love coffee as well. There's just a lot of things in I that know, show. So and then <laughs> that was just full of good things. <laughs> I think he had Barack Obama on the first season. Season two. Season two so yeah. cool. Uh, yeah. One of the early ones. Aside from that, I just I'm a, I'm a bit late to the party, but I just finished Master of None. Ooh. And Great. show favorite. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. And I also watched the stand up of Aziz. The new one? Yeah, and he addressed this point, which I found very interesting about, uh, in relation to what you were saying about like social justice warriors and stuff like uh-huh. that. He was talking about like the 2019 lens of like how we how we how sensitive we are nowadays. Like he was saying that he was going through like older media, <laughs> uh, fairly recent media, like in in Hangover One, like Bradley Cooper comes out and he's like purging Doctor Faggot, <laughs> like dude. Like, that. nobody will take that nowadays. But yeah, back in the day, it, it was, was on funny, the trailer. Yeah. It was yeah. on the trailer. Yeah, and it was like, I need to see this yeah, movie. Yeah, exactly. So his point was just like, you, the, the challenge is like, trying to look back uh, uh, at media from the past with a 2019 lens. Mm-hmm. It's complicated. That That's that's yeah. a fair point. Then he also had his bit where he said, even his old specials, he had uh, R. Kelly jokes. Yeah. <laughs> so he was like... Exactly, exactly. Yeah. He's like, if someone pulls that up now... I'm done for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, he said that. Yeah, he did say that. Because it was a very. I can hear him saying that. I think I mentioned in that special in our last episode, but it was so. really more like it wasn't completely like funny. It was a lot of introspective, right? Things that are humor, like humorous, but not. I wouldn't say it's like uh, like Bill Burr, who's just like spitting out like premises that yeah. are just hilarious. <laughs> yeah. like that. Right, right. This one made you think a lot. Yeah. What did you think of the the visuals? Because it looked different from like a regular stand up special. I liked it. Right? I liked the sort of simplicity to it. It's really just him. Like, it's like right by him, the camera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very strange. Like it's about cool. as close as Mark and I are right now. Yeah. yeah. So good. That's that's interesting because um, there's a trend of that happening too in stand-up specials. Right. Of um, it being like a half social commentary, half comedy set. Because well, I guess people are thinking about it more. And I think right? because people are trying to push the form. Right. You know? Sure. They're trying, to, they're trying to see what else it can become because... For the longest time, people were saying that comedians are saying things that people never want to say out loud, yeah. uh, but making you laugh about it. And this is this is now them making you think about it, that's not right. just laugh in, about in it. In that yeah, documentary, they, uh, sorry, going back to comedian, the documentary, mm-hmm. they mentioned that like comedy is like the closest thing to justice. You know what I mean? Like because they they are the ones who represent what everyone's thinking. That's true. That's you know? true. And but I get what you're saying. Like it's um it's sort of transforming into. Um, public speaking, but it always has been. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, always, yeah. Like, sure. like even traditionally, yeah, like absolutely. the the genre of comedy was actually like half tragedy, right? Absolutely. Probably people just paying attention more. Mm-hmm. Even the older ones still had. I, I watched like old Chris Rock specials. Then he was already kind of talking about like racism, True. brutality, it was gentrification. Yeah. It was always there. Yeah, it Definitely. was just a bit more lighthearted, I guess, back yeah. then. Yeah, but yeah. now people would really have to think what what is the message behind this joke. Yeah. Uh, someone who's gotten really good at that is Dave Chappelle. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, like Ever he adjusted, since, he adjusted. I think. But but when he started out, he was just the most hilarious guy. Sure. You know what I mean? And yeah. he just like Bill Burr, crazy premises, but very little on the social commentary during the comedy set. He said a lot outside of his comedy right. sets. Yes, yes. But uh, during his comedy sets, it was mostly just premises. Uh-huh. But now in his recent specials, my gosh, he's really he's really made it. An, an art form to, to do the social commentary in such an engaging, funny, yeah. but thought-provoking way. Yeah, it's, it's more like a, a speech than it is like a set. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. 
but it's still so entertaining. Of course, Absolutely. that's why it's so great. That's why they consider him the greatest too. True. Yep. No, I just want. I just like that. You know, there's a way to make people think without making it so heavy. Because you know, you can true. watch yes. these like these like YouTube videos true that people that, analyze. That, You're that. like, it's it's informative, but yeah. at the nice same time, nice to have a bit of both. Yeah. Definitely. Yes. True. If if uh, well relate just quickly related. If you want to like s- check out clips, I think Netflix set up a channel that has like um, most of their comedy on it, like little clips. Oh, on YouTube. Yeah, it's called Netflix is cool. a joke. I think. Yeah. I've also on that. Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Netflix is a joke. It's called Netflix is a joke. <laughs> That's dude. so good. Or and then Shout comedy Comedy Central has been sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> comedy Central has been sharing a lot of their stand-up yes, bits. Yes, they're so, old stuff too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, if you can't do the whole hour, you just want to see bits, then. Mm-hmm. Those two channels will have you feel. Yeah. And a uh, quick tip, I think I mentioned this also last episode, is you can check out um, Comedy Bits on Spotify. There are playlists. There are, you can search your favorite comedians and they'll have some sets up there. So True. Uh, check it out. Comedy it, albums also. Yep. That, and that's how comedy used to be consumed before television. That's true. Yeah. That is true. I mean, like outside of going to the club itself. Uh, is, that, is that all you've been consuming, my man? Well, um, on the music side... Mm-hmm. I'm still sort of in this Grateful Dead phase. Mm-hmm. Been ongoing for a few years. Um, <laughs> for <and laughs> for <laughs> a few years, you know. But like really deeply in terms of like trying to understand it because why I got so into it was because there, most of the time when I was trying to listen to it before, I just couldn't understand it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't see the appeal. And then when I got the appeal, what... I found amazing was like how come I couldn't understand this like a year ago you know something about like the way your ear adapts to certain things Mm -hmm. and the deeper I got into it um, the more it sort of rekindled this um, uh, how do you say it's like the spiritual side of music where the the freer side Mm -hmm. because for a while it was getting so um, robotic for me like technical in the sense that like okay you do this many hours a day you practice try to get everything clean and and the thing about grateful dead is they weren't clean they were it was messy that's why the appeal is hard to pick up for some people mm-hmm. um but that's the freedom side that's the spiritual side um which like was lost for me for a little bit not too long and not even in a bad way mm-hmm. it was just like especially when we were doing like shows a couple times a week sure you're just thinking about oh i gotta keep in shape like so that i can be healthy to play Sure. And and so everything was a little bit routine. It wasn't as free. And then, yeah. So now I'm working backwards. <laughs> That's cool. Do you think it... I mean, do, do you feel like you've grown as an artist through that particular self-observation? I'd say so. I, I think musically, definitely having to... I mean, trying to learn the songs. I mean, there's a reason why they're like one of the greatest American rock and roll they're bands a cult, of all... Bro. Exactly, they're a cult, exactly. bro. Exactly. <laughs> Legit. I mean... Like, getting into that, uh, it helped me sort of uh, just see the lighter side of, of music. Like, even if, it, in my case, and in the case of our band, it, for you guys, like, it's it's a job. Like, uh, in some sense, you know, you go to a, a venue, you, you get paid. You, yeah, you clock in. Like, you, you're given a time to do this. Yeah. That you you do have to this. prepare to do this and that. Absolutely, yeah. you know. Um, so, it, it is work in itself, but... Um, to be able to see it in a way that Grateful Dead seemed like they were perceiving it, like it's sort of like I'm just going with the train. I'm just I'm just here to make music, make people happy. 
um, that was exciting for me. That's nice. And, yeah, it always is very exciting for me. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. cool. That's a that's a very personal observation. Yeah, that's cool. Thank you for that. Of course. Uh, and I think it's probably one it, yeah. one that fans wouldn't necessarily know about, like seeing you or hearing you live or right. on like recordings. Like they don't know that you're pretty tired of this. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. I mean, yeah. like just like anything. <laughs> Like, people get tired of even their favorite things. Yeah. Right? Dude, of course. But just of the course. same, like, I was talking to Jai. Shout out to Jai. <laughs> Shout out to Jai. Our keyboard player. Um, we'll have you all here, like, one at a time. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was talking to him just, you know, sort of we were evaluating um, our rehearsals and stuff, just getting excited about um, our upcoming shows. And I was telling him, like, music is hard, man, but it'll be a lot harder if it wasn't so fun. Oh, Hell no, yeah! That's that's I mean, like good. there's, there's nothing. It, it never got less fun for me. It got more challenging, but the fun was exactly the same, if not better. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Good stuff. What what uh, if someone wanted to start out in Grateful Dead? What what's the like the top yeah, recommendation? What's the entry point? Yeah. I think um, you could. Shakedown Street is a good song. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is, a, that is a, you guys perform it. Yeah. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I yeah. love that's that. That's why song. BSN always plays that song because yeah. it's. It's so funky. And it's so hypnotic. It is, it is. And but the deeper you get into the music, the more hypnotic. So you're like, wow, this is weird. Dude, I l- <laughs> sometimes like this music's playing, I'm like, yo, what is this? Like exactly. great, still grateful that I was exactly. like, this they also do this kind yeah, of music. Yeah, they, they go deep. They go deep. <laughs> so you could go you could start and shake down street. There are easier songs like Franklin's Tower. Um what else are good ones? Would you recommend that people um, listen to the "This Is Grateful Dead" playlist on Spotify? Like, is yeah, that is yeah. that? Yeah, um, I don't think we should be so like pretentious about. No, those. I know. I some know. of those are really like helpful, but some of those are really bad. Sure. Yeah, some of, be, some really of those really are really bad, bad sure. for some artists. Spotify but sometimes, you know, yeah, the man, algorithm. I think, I think that helps yeah. because they had like hundreds of songs. Sure. So you could just dive into that playlist and see what you like, sure. and then just mine. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then eventually you will like another one as you go back mm-hmm. you know maybe the first time you might not if, even if like it is for one. you if yeah it is if it is for you okay cool grateful dead uh what about you mark what have you been consuming um so i just came back from tokyo japan this week that was for work but also welcome back thank you welcome thank you back. my mysterious <laughs> job that i was still not really on this <laughs> show but uh aside from the work Mark's part contract killer yeah. <laughs> aside from the work part i mean like it's always a fun time to be in Japan. Tokyo. It's my second time there. What I really like about the, there is, aside from the food, which is always mm-hmm. super good, like I take random, you know, shots in Tokyo because sometimes you just can't think of it, like you know, Google Maps or whatever. But I never had a bad meal so far. <laughs> That's good. To, I'm not surprised. Though. Yeah, you could fall back on even like a convenience store if you really don't know what you're doing, and then it'll still be better than some Japanese restaurants. The first here. time my family went to. Um, Japan, we went to Osaka and everything was closed because we had a late flight. Mm-hmm. We ended up in Yoshinoya, man. Dude, and it was still good. It was so good. Dude, was, the Yoshinoya there is not so the different. Yoshinoya here. Absolutely, oh, man. It was crazy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. So don't be fooled by, I don't know, if you see a Yoshinoya and you're like, yeah, no, don't, doubt, don't yeah. doubt it. Dude, don't be fooled by Family Mart either, man. You look oh at, God, you look yeah. at their, you look at their freezer, you're like, oh, why would I eat sushi from the, from Dude, the it department? Was good. It's good, bro. It's good. Or try that. Even try their unagi. Yeah. Don't be, don't be scur. But, but some That's like not, notable ones, um, I ate up and ate in like a, a sushi bar where you just stand up and, cool. and then like you do the thing where you order it 
piece by piece or like two at a time. You just I keep telling that. the chef you prepared right then. Give it to you, which is always like a different experience. I don't see. I don't think I've yeah, seen it. We here. don't have. We don't have casual dining. Dude, it's so, and it's like so fresh, and just like the level of like care they put into it is always appreciated in Japan. And you were alone. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. How was that? Uh. It was alright. I mean. It it feels like it fits more in Japan because, uh, what do you call this? Like the people there, kind a lot of them also do that similar thing, eating in like yeah, bars they alone. They sort of keep to themselves. Yeah, as like well. it's it feels like you're you're not bothering anyone. That's the so person true. beside you is also just eating alone and goes and leaves. Yeah. So it didn't feel kind of walang bad. Na, walang nakiki alam. <laughs> Which is nice sometimes to like decompress and have your own I time to do nice things. I think it's nice most yeah. of the time. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. I wish people would stop staring. <laughs> Aside from I'm that, light-skinned, man. If, like, if, you, if you're into like, um, like hobbies like records, uh, musical instruments... Uh, photography, which good which weather. Good, no, it was kind of hot there. It's kind of summer. Oh, really? Right now, yeah. Oh, Japan hot's not so nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's dry. It's basically like here. Oh, it's humid. Yeah, a little bit. It would rain sometimes too. Oh, I stand corrected. So aside from that, um, yeah, I mean, if you have the chance to go to Japan, so <laughs> that's basically what know, we're yeah. saying. Dude, go to Japan. Go. Yeah, uh, uh, but it is Japan is super dope though. Uh, we I went also to Osaka. I've only been to Osaka like to stay. Still I've, good. I've been yeah. I've been to uh, the other cities. Not re- I've never been to Tokyo, but I went to Odaiba. Saw the giant Gundam. <laughs> um, paid homage uh, to the yeah, dude. The 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 the. the the pilgrimage to Odaiba was fun. It's like a three-hour commute <laughs> from Osaka. And just kneel at the feet yeah, of, and uh, like I was, the foot of the y- giant gun. Yeah, and my brother and I, like, we stopped at the Museum of Technology, like, right. in one of our, like, stopovers on the train. It was so cool. And the thing I like about Japan is everyone just picks up after themselves, but no one is, like, obnoxious about it. Not True like that. like I, I'm not throwing shade at the states, but in the states, people want credit for doing like the bare minimum. Right, sure, right, sure. Right. You know, it's like that. oh, they're taking out the trash. Like docu- uh. they might as well document them taking out the trash. Exactly. Yeah. And like they'll open doors for you, but they want you to know. Yeah, that. They, right. like if you right, right. if you don't say thank you, it's like I mean you should say thank you, but you know if you don't, suddenly right, it's just right. like the nerve. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> sure, I, sure. I, I I love that about the Japanese. I also love their discipline. Mm-hmm. True. You know? True. Dude, when I got it's back, unspoken. when I got back like, on the plane and there were like other, I don't want to shit on the like Philippines also, but we really are <laughs> sometimes a bit rude. Yeah. Like someone would be pushing, oh, I'll just get or my just, bag. I'm just, just like, just like, wait, just wait, please. Just getting up before the, yeah. the plane yeah. has completely yep, yep, yeah. yep. come to a stop. Dude. Still taxiing and people are like at the gate already. <laughs> <And then> I'm <laughs> a, it's ridiculous. I was, on the, I was on the bus home from work. Someone's on the phone really loud. In Japan, they really say like the train says, please don't, the train is so quiet and they're like, please don't take any phone calls here. Yeah. No one does. I was like, damn. Really? I didn't even know that. I I, I think I didn't notice it like last time, but now I heard like they make an announcement. Right. Then, like try to keep honestly, quiet here. Sure. Dude. Sure. I respect that. That's yeah. why I, that's why I noticed the difference. I was like, oh. Yeah, also there's space on their trains. Yes. <laughs> Rush yes. R though, no, it got packed. Oh yeah. Just, like, yeah. No no choice at that point. Yeah. But I mean, you'd think that it was rush hour every hour here in this country. But aside <laughs> from that, um, I was able to go to one record store just for a quick stop. Oh, thank you to Mark. He got me a copy of yeah. Blonde. Dude, oh, wow. It's right here. So sweet. Ooh, Frank so sweet. Ocean Blonde. Pussy Combo. Oh, man. <laughs> we got one copy each. I just It's the first time I've ever seen like a vinyl record of it. So I was like, let, let me grab this. For sure. But they always have the newest stuff. They had Ventura, oh. Solange's album. Mm. Mm. I actually mm-hmm. didn't like that one so no, much. No, no, no. The, the one we like. A seat at oh, the table. Oh, Seat at the Table. Yeah. 
dude. I was like, I don't album. have enough luggage space, <laughs> so I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna come back. I promise you. I'm going back in December for family vacation. Nice. So that's when I load up. Okay. Uh, what else? Anything else significant that you did in Japan? Um. Uh, no, not really. <laughs> not really. Uh, Pretty standard stuff. Like I ate at Ichiran Ramen, which is good. Mm-hmm. It's, it's touristy, but I think even the locals eat there. So yeah, man. It's pretty steads. Yeah. Uh, what about what else you've been consuming? I'm watching right now Mindhunter season two. Oh, I haven't gotten on that, but season one was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's about basically like the the serial killers. It's not a documentary. It's an actual like drama. So like the FBI agents try to uh, basically create. The, the origin or the mm-hmm. idea of a serial killer like the right, framework right. for catching one yeah so, so the second season is m- not as much about the research it's actually about like a tr- it's a, like a true crime type like they're trying Ooh-hoo. to catch someone more action-ish that's what I love yeah yeah very more, interesting more, more messed up stuff <laughs> <laughs> there I'm, are there I'm are in, I'm into that there's some <laughs> twists there's some twists even I was like woof. <laughs> It's the type of show where sometimes you kind of like look away because they put the music that's so ominous. Like, I know, it's uh, but I love it. I, I, I live for that thrill. Yeah, crazy. Um, and it took a while to get the second season out. Two years, eh? True. So I was surprised when it came out. I, I thought it was done, actually. Me too. I was like, is this just the... They like, it was a good show. Yeah. And Quit while uh, you're ahead. Like One season is enough. Yeah. The guy who plays the main character there is... Jonathan Groff. Yeah. He's like on Glee. He, he was on Glee. <laughs> But he was also the king in Hamilton. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. he was so good. He's also a Broadway oh, actor, no? Oh, my God. The price of <laughs> Dude, he's so, so good. So now he plays he's an so FBI good. agent. Yeah. He's like interviewing serial killers. And he's, yeah. like, he's like obsessed with serial killers, actually. It's on Netflix, so if you haven't watched season one, it's still really good. And now you have season two to like binge on, so it's yeah. been crazy. The last thing that I watched, uh, shout out to our, our friend Angelo Marcel who sent me this documentary about esports. Shout out, shout out. Uh, it's about this team called OG. I'm not so familiar with like Dota and stuff, but they're a Dota 2 professional team. And this documentary was just like um, told their story from where they started. It was started by two friends who were on other teams and then they decided like, let's make our own team by our own rules, our own like principles <laughs> true true but but like you know like they they did really well and they competed and then oh not like us they had, they had some <laughs> no they had like <laughs> here's the po- uh then for some reason like they broke up like the, these two were like like the most like famous pairing in Dota like the one two basically like Shaq and Kobe mm-hmm. and then they had to split up and the other guy went to you know, he looked for a better team, quote unquote, and the other, the one friend had to pick up the pieces, and they kind of strung together the most like least expected team, and then they they won whatever the biggest tournament. The guy was. who was left, yeah, like they f- like one year to in a one year time span, they lost basically two out of five members, like the key guys. So they had to find like they found one guy off like public games, like actual just playing like randoms, and they're like this guy's pretty good, mm-hmm. and then they brought him on. And then one guy's like a retired guy who's their coach who didn't play anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, dude, dude I'd watch back. a movie about it. <laughs> dude, I, I would. Like, it's I an would. hour 20, but it's really good. I'd it's watch a, a narrative movie it, about it. It, <laughs> it stand up, stands up to like regular sports documentary. If you think like esports is not as like uh, <coughs> dramatic or has no like it real, must be. real it gravitas must be. So compared to a regular sport, dude, the, you could like, I was uh, 
like brought in so i might actually like watch some more esports yeah now. i uh, <laughs> uh same angelo got me into a few like esports i still don't know what short documentaries not i haven't seen that one yet i still don't didn't know what was going on during the games they're just like that's what i've seen that one i don't yeah. know i don't know the full story but that's that's yeah. there dude um all right yeah. so what's the name of that documentary again against all odds it's on youtube okay yeah. cool okay uh so i've been consuming a few things as well um, I was actually I thought that Mark was gonna bring one of these up, but I've been consuming Rich Brian's album The Sailor. I just actually was thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Any good? Really Very good. good. Really, really um, good. A few generic songs here and there, but right, right, right. overall not what you expect from Rich Brian. In the context of where he started to what his latest album offers, is like, um, I'm amazed that that mm-hmm. th- this guy was Rich Chigga back yeah. in the day, and he he's shown some genuine growth yeah, as an yeah. artist. Um. He has some songs in there that are just like, dude, you got, th- he has, m- I think he has more to go. Nice. I think his next project might be like the one. Wow. Uh, so hopefully, but I really enjoy this project. Top to bottom, favorite songs are Kids and Drive Safe. Which are back to back. Back to back. Also, Yellow is a really good song. So he just has a lot of psychedelic um, elements too. You can kind of hear some Pink Floyd Wow. Yeah. Um. In there's just parts where it gets really ominous and like weird. The way hip hop does sometimes. Yeah, but not not in the traditional way. It's right. really more more like how Tribe was going. You know how Tribe got okay, like yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, deep yeah, yeah. psychedelic Definitely. tones. Uh, more like that than 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 um, ambient sounds. Right. Right. And also Lost Boy by YBN Corday, which I also thought Mark was going to mention. Dude, I really was. I, at the end, I was like, I forgot. Dude, it's anyway. such a good album. That one, I think, could be the best album of the year so Ooh. far. Yeah, One and of the best rap albums I've heard in a while. In a while, a dude. Scene, yeah, and the thing is, because we don't listen to trap, but he makes trap really palatable work. because he yeah. uses the beat but his, his lyrics are still on point mm-hmm. right, right. And, and his flows are not monotonous like mm-hmm. it's the same it, it, they're flows that you hear in a lot of new wave but he does them so dynamically that you don't get like lulled yeah. I would I would liken his like trap um, like how he uses trap beats the way like J. Cole does like it's same still way, a trap beat, same way, but, but it's still different in his own way too. True, true. But I mean, like he keeps a traditional cadence yes. that you can follow. Yes. And the rhyme schemes are still pretty complex. Yes. And if you uh, if you wanna if you don't wanna take our word for it, you can check out his freestyle on Funk Flex. It is ridiculous, man. And if you wanna see like one of the songs on the album, he performed on Jimmy Fallon with, with Anderson Pack. Wow. Yeah, yeah. live. It's the, the song's called RNP. Which I've only found out after the fact. I forgot from where. I think like a YouTube mm-hmm. video, some guy an- analyzing the song. RNP stands for Rich Nigga Problem. So oh, I was sorry gonna for s- the. I was gonna say real nigga problems, but I mean like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. To step up. I oh, guess. that's why there's that line. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense now. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Should have put that together. <laughs> sorry for using the N word. Yeah. 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 Uh, we but we don't we we don't say it in a discriminatory way. It's part of the song title. Yeah. Uh, it's a good album, man. He's young. He's like 21. Oh, wow. Rich Brian's 19, bro. He looks 19. <laughs> he, looks 19. he looks 19. But but Dan, he, he don't make music like he's yeah, 19. That's true. That's true. And it's like he's or been here for he does, he's been here for a while now. Yeah. So yeah. To, you know what? Three years, four years, something yeah. like that. That's what it feels like. So um, 
other than that, uh, please do check out those albums. I implore you because they are very good and they could be two of the best um, this this year. For us. For us. For us. Yeah. This is this is all anecdotal. I mean, <laughs> Taylor Swift also released a new album. Did she like, actually? I think. I just saw like, oh, a picture okay. somewhere. Okay. Well, I haven't listened to it. Might be good. Uh, I, uh, lastly, I've also been consuming um, two shows. So the first is The Boys on Amazon Prime, but not actually on Amazon Prime, but, you know, you figure out how I watch that on your own. <laughs> um, but we don't promote that. Uh, we just know it happens. It's good. It's a show about a world with imperfect superheroes. It's very uh, graphic and takes on a lot of mature tones, but... Watchmen-like? Watchmen-like, but a little more comedic. Sure. And I've also been watching Barry. That's an HBO series with Bill Hader. Is it like a comedian? He's uh, an actor. He he he's a hitman who has a hit on a guy who goes to an acting class. So he goes into the acting class of the guy, and he gets hooked. Oh wow! <laughs> he like he he just he gets called for like something, and he's like, "You're here, aren't you? Like you better you better get up and do this thing." Then he did it, and he felt more alive than he ever has in his <laughs> what life. A yeah, it's a trip, man, because uh, a lot of um, a lot of actors who I listen to on podcasts say that the depiction of what it's like to be a struggling actor is actually very real in the right. show. So that's right. an HBO one. Yeah, kind of like how doctors say that Scrubs, as comedic as it is, really... It was sort of true to life. Yeah, it captures the <laughs> essence of being a, compared a medical to, student. Compared to like Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> like House. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's Barry on HBO and cool. The Boys on Amazon Prime Video. Find your ways. Find your ways. <laughs> Find your ways. Uh, with that, that is what we've been consuming. We were actually on that for a while, but I think we got a few good gems in there. True. And also, I think today we're foregoing... Sportsman. Yes, there Just isn't. There's not a lot of news. Oh, well, here's some quick. Uh, tennis U.S. Open is next week, I think, or something like that. Okay. So if you like, watch out for that. Yeah, and um, and then for Dota, I think like whatever. <laughs> Ti nine is that what it's called? Yeah. Ti nine. Oh. Their big tournament is, I think, already going on right now. Yeah. I don't uh, know how that works. Um, other sports stuff, really quick. Uh, Jaime Delange, our friend, had him on the show. He made it to the Sea Games. He's qualified, so let's all wish him luck in and November. As usual, and he as won. Usual. He won the national qualifier. Yep, not yep. just qualified. He didn't just qualify. He got gold. Boy. So that's uh, crazy. We wish him the best of luck. But Good luck, buddy. We also know he's gonna work hard for that. And lastly, I'm trying to get myself back into the Premier League. Sure. So it's just started. Yeah, just started. Uh, I'm an Arsenal fan. I mean, not That's, really, but like as growing up, that was the team I picked. So here we are, and we have a pretty <laughs> good team this season. I've heard. <laughs> so so I'll see how that turns out. Hopefully, throughout uh, the, the episodes, I grow in my knowledge of the Premier League. Or this might be the last time. Or this might be the this. last time I hear about it. You know. <laughs> uh, that being said, we will move on to our conversation with Junoy. Now, we don't really have like a list of questions lined up for you because that would be a little robotic. Right. right. <laughs> so I'm I, cool with that. I, and, wanted, I wanted to start... Oh. Also, like, you know, more organized than we truly are. are. Yeah. <laughs> that would be like professional and, you know, due diligence and all that. Yeah. We just, just don't do that. It's not our style. Yeah. It's not our style. I respect. 
Uh, I wanted. I just wanted to let the listeners know, Juna, you are one of the first people that I ever saw rapping in our social circle. Oh right. yes, yeah, and you were the reason. You and Miguel Shaw, as crazy as that is for, <laughs> for people that know shout who out, Miguel shout Shaw. Shout out to my cousin Miguel Shaw. Yeah. Um, oh my. Yeah, you know, you guys were the reason that I was like, oh my god, it's socially acceptable to rap. Yes. And yes. it's actually pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, that was because rapping was such a thing before. Mm-hmm. You know, it was. Sort of the way we would get around and jam. True. You know, because I was talking to my girlfriend the other day about like... Shout out. Shout out to Lizzie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was talking about... Um, I have this sort of theory that like innately everybody wants to jam. That's why like people are so into like karaoke. I can see that. Everybody just wants to jam. Yeah. And at the time, like I wasn't so heavy into guitar. I wasn't playing guitar at all, actually. And I was just really deep into hip hop, mm-hmm. and partially because of Iago. Um, Shout. We actually <laughs> had this like chill like rap group before called um, Collision Theory. Cute. And we would record stuff on like um, GarageBand. It was yeah. so fun. Like, th- like the crazy sh- like we had no mics. <laughs> we got we, <laughs> we had no find. mics. We had no like headset. It was it was the most primal setup that you could ever. We gotta imagine. find these demos, no. bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But Leak. yeah, because that, that was the thing, and everyone would would get together, have a few drinks, and then just start rapping. True. Yeah, and it still kind of is a thing, you know. A little bit. It's, it's, died, to that it's place. died down. There's like moments where you, you see it yeah. pop back up. It's like a right. Nostalgic. It's a rare occasion, but it's a little bit more rare yeah. now. Yeah. But when true. it gets going, it's so much fun. It's so yeah. fun. It's so fun. Um. What, what year was that? When did you guys start doing stuff like that? Um, I think it must have been 2014. Oh, damn. That's early. Yeah, 2014, I think. Um, we would do it like quite regularly. We'd hang out with people like Miguel Shah, for example. Yes. Like people who did not rap and we'd be like, just do it. Yeah. Just yeah. do it. Just try it. Just yeah. do a little bit. Like, and then they do one line and then they'd get hooked. Yeah. And suddenly they're listening to Tribe. And, and they're freestyling on their own. Exactly. Yeah. And people are not as bad as they think they would be. That's yeah. true. That's true. It's always just the first line. Yeah. Like, you know, you just want to say one line. And when you get there, it gets a little easier yeah. after that. Then you figure out how, like, your quote-unquote, like, style could be. Just so how you can, like, how your cadence can is natural and everything like that. Once right. people figure it out, it sounds pretty, like, you know, good compared to like any other regular rap. And, yeah. and it's more about like just getting out of your own way in terms of being self-conscious of what people Definitely. are going to think True. about the things you're that, saying that, that's a big one yeah as soon as you're more comfortable about like making a fool of yourself then True. people then the rap sounds better yeah. actually because in fairness <laughs> kind free, of a paradox free, freestyle is hard man because yeah. you forget that you're thinking on the spot about yeah, like, things the next you want line. you want it to make sense but Rhyme also like po- exactly. poets spend a lot of time doing this on paper. And they did it. Um, in, they did it um, outside of a time scheme, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and like you know, without probably like peer pressure and like people watching, judging, social expectation. Yeah. True. And there is something about like you're in a like sort of this rap circle thing, and when you're saying lines and people are like really, Ooh. really reacting, <laughs> one of the most exciting things. True cipher. You know what I mean? Yeah. True. So, uh, but you were doing that. You you said you were doing that before you started like playing guitar seriously. Not that, like? yeah, playing guitar seriously. I started, I think, twenty fifteen. Oh really? But recent. I've been playing. I've been playing like, like since you, I was twelve. Sure. But I stopped for a bit. I tried DJing for a bit. Really yeah, enjoyed I it too. Yeah. 
It was actually at this point. Damn good, DJ. Yeah, too. yeah. Thank you. Let's <laughs> not let that, you know, pass yeah, by. Yeah, people. yeah. Thank you. Dude, he, he, gave, he gave me his, his equipment. I did. <laughs> I sold Mark his, uh, his Dude, Ableton thing. Yeah, so <laughs> if you see, like, our live show, that's, that's Julius. That's what we use. That's what we use. Yeah. Equipment, yeah, man. Yeah. It's very useful for Yeah. Because so I, was, I was doing that for a while. And even to the point where um, I remember saying, like, I love DJing more than I could ever love like playing guitar oh. at that time because yeah, sure. it was like you could play guitar you could do this but it's nothing like making people dance mm. and then and then it got a little bit more into the hip hop I got more excited about like being clever about certain lines and getting people to react also and then a year after that um, well around 2015 I saw for whoever knows Clark Cruz mm-hmm. the amazing guitar player um, I saw him do a, a blues gig and I was like, wow, I, I, that is exactly what I, what I wanted to do. And I didn't even know I wanted to do that because I wasn't playing guitar much at all. But when I saw that, I was like, that's, that's kind of how I want to transition now. And now we're here. <laughs> that's interesting. I didn't know that you went through that whole process. I did. I was sort of finding what was the most comfortable musical outlet for me sure mm-hmm. just because now that we we see you now that guitar feels like you know so natural like mm-hmm. you know it's like an extension of like your your exactly. arm right right so it's like it's hard to imagine that you came from a completely different place where you might not even have considered this yeah this there future. was a time where i was like really bored with the guitar like i was thinking when i was into hip-hop i was like it's not useful i i as i felt like there was a point where i got so comfortable with the guitar with what i knew at the time which was mm-hmm. Looking back, not much, but at the time I was like, I wouldn't be able to like freestyle rap the way I play guitar. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like that. Like I was just really focused on this sort of musical outlet, which was freestyling and rapping. I, w- I wasn't even thinking like I'm gonna be a rapper professionally or anything mm-hmm. like that. It was, it was just, just like it was your musical. So it's just yeah. so fun. Yeah. Uh, looking back at that, do you do, do you think that uh, it was more? about like that uh shit i had this question oh do you think that it was about what the instrument was like was it because it was guitar that you went back to it or because you suddenly saw that there was a whole another challenge to being like to, to playing as well as I when think you saw clark it was seeing that and seeing a bunch of people who were really good guitar players just i don't know sort of i realized like you know i know almost nothing at this point like what I thought I knew, what I thought was a lot, which is actually not much. Like when you see people doing these crazy things, like people actually able, like Clark was playing like Jimi Hendrix and stuff. And mm-hmm. I was, I was, you know, I used to study Jimi Hendrix, but not even that much. Cause I was like, well, I probably can't do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And then just when I saw that it was sort of like this catch up game, just cause I already had a little bit of guitar behind me. And so I'm thinking like, well, it's already here. In part, it was convenience too. You know, it was like I really kind of know how to play. Yeah, uh, you put I, in some hours already. Yeah, I put, I, pa- I skipped, I went through the basics already, sort of, and then just like I, I liked the idea of getting into something so difficult, like, but w- with a bit of a head start. You know what I mean? Like this sure. is like this is gonna be like it for me for a while. Like I, I start like going out. I start. You know, I missed out on a lot of things and I regret nothing. I was sure I was 20 at the time and I was just thinking like, okay, like I was talking to Miggy, a vocalist. Shout out again. Shout out. Um, I was like, okay, Miggy, like, you know, I'm, now I want to take this seriously. I want to be a good guitar player by the time I'm 23. 
and and you know I was just putting in the hours like because because it, it got I got hooked. It was fun. It was very fun. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I th- like Mark was saying. Um, this is an interesting perspective to to hear because right. when I see you with the guitar, it's like. It's like you're you're that animal to me. You're the guy with the guitar. You're the Thank you. the the guitar. It, like Mark said, it's an extension of your arm. I see it as like an extension of your communication. Right, right. Uh, every time we're out of town and you're jamming, uh-huh, uh-huh. or when you're on stage and you're just completely into it. Yeah, I and mean, I, I, you see, you're like opening your mouth with the with the notes that you're uh-huh. playing, and it feels completely like that's the sound you're making, not yeah. the guitar. But I think um, when we think about it in that sense, also. It might not necessarily, like you said, it was out of convenience that you picked guitar. But the way you talked about like comedi- comedy earlier, rapping, and even DJing, it seems like it's just more, you think it's more about like just your personality that draws you like when you decide that there's something more to it or it piques yes. your interest. I was really looking for like the more challenging outlet. Not to say that DJing was not challenging. Sure. Mm-hmm. Hip hop was not challenging because it is. Mm-hmm. But I wanted something that had this sort of like structured number of hours that I had to do this like everything is broken down into different concepts that you can learn over mm-hmm. weeks or over years and stuff like that and just so happened to be guitar just so happened to be guitar I think I think actually the 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 past that you had with guitar gave you the deeper understanding of how difficult it could oh, be definitely you know definitely. because you were just starting out and at DJing and you know freestyling and then you saw what you had already known and thought you already had a peg for. And yeah. then when you saw it at such a complex level that you never realized could be there before, that's yeah. when you were like, okay, I'm down. I mean, it's humbling the, the thought that like, of, I mean, realizing that you know nothing. Like, you know, sure. when, when you see that, what you think, you know, it's like, oh, that's not much at all. Sure. It turns out. But it's also what kind of drives you forward. Oh, definitely. The, the fact that the minute you realize that I probably don't know as much as I thought, the, the time where you can say now it's time to learn yeah right? i mean because like when i was playing when i was younger of course there's a bit of ego like sure you know i mean i got in, in any in any talent right like yeah. in any talent is a bit of ego especially, especially when you're younger you know yeah and like you you were a lead guitar like the yeah. girls love the lead guitar right <laughs> <laughs> a guitar was a thing and if you're a little bit ahead like then good for you but then it brought me to a point when i was young where i was like oh now I don't know else what else I want to learn, so now it's not fun anymore. I'm gonna go somewhere else. But I still take like everything that I learned from DJing, like the funkiest songs, the funkiest um, moments in certain songs that I used to listen to or play in DJ sets. I I sort of translate that into how I play guitar when I want mm-hmm. it to be sort of this danceable moment. Sure. When I think of like freestyle rapping, when I think of cadence, I use the same cadence that I used. In freestyle rapping on a guitar, interesting, like yeah. the, the way you um, manipulate spacing yeah. and stuff like that. Interesting. So it's the exact same thing. That's. I mean, you can see the 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 funk come out, especially when you're in the middle of like a rock song, and right. then you, like El Poder, I showed that to my cousin uh-huh. from uh, the states, and when the when the chorus, I mean, if you can call it a chorus, right, came right, in. Right with the guitar he was just like what like this just became a completely different <laughs> right, song right right but uh, like pushing forward aside from like that idea where you started wanting to get serious about guitar to to where you are now what do you think has changed in terms of like now that you're a professional like musician how does that change how you approach um like yeah your instrument like you said sometimes it can be a bit of work now yeah it's a different like you know it's i mean 
taught me like to be a little bit more efficient because like when I when I got mm-hmm. really hooked, and this is this is years ago. I was doing um, like six hours a day, mm-hmm. which at the time I was like, yeah, like good for me. I'm doing six hours a day. This is hard work. And then you, moving forward, you realize that's not really a good idea. You should be doing like an hour, then a break, and like it wasn't so efficient. Yeah. Basically, mm-hmm. like it was kind of just like monkey and, with a typewriter. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> and, and like to the point that like just last month I actually got injured from playing too much guitar really as as crazy as it sounds like <laughs> what, what injury is I this? had like I had carpal heavy, tunnel type sort of it's more of like the I think it's the radial nerve like um had something to do with like heavy strain on my tendons like in the forearm yeah uh-huh. and tennis elbow because you know you're you're always oh, arched yeah. in a certain way mm. and it, that's when it got scary for me like um I, I remember I had a few days where I was like wow it this is all I've known for the last few years. Like, play guitar, get better at it every single day. And then when you are not allowed to play guitar for your own good, that I kind of went crazy for a little bit. Sure. But then, um, I, we still did gigs. Like, I had to... But you had to, like, rest in between. I did. I was, like, easy. icing. I was, like, you know, doing all those things. That... Because, um, it's like, I was watching videos on people who were, like, giving tips about getting injured from guitar, for example. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, like, um, people actually don't realize the athleticism involved in, in playing a musical instrument. I mean, for, for, for sure with drums. Yeah, five, like five, every, five stays pretty fit. Yeah, yeah, he stays fit. <laughs> Everyone knows that, that if yeah. you're a drummer, you're bound to be pretty fit. But, like, when you're thinking you're going to play guitar, you're not thinking, oh, maybe I should stretch my shoulders first. Mm-hmm. Nobody thinks of that. You think it's all in the fingers and stuff. So I was obsessive in a way that I just play day in, day out. Uh-huh. Not knowing that it wasn't good for me like health wise at yeah. a certain point yeah. I never thought of that I, I know I mean, me okay, neither like okay recently I have realized that um, if I'm gonna warm up or if I'm gonna if I'm gonna rap like if I'm gonna put in hours I'm right. gonna warm up first so I'll, like vocal warm ups yeah stuff. vocal warm ups so stretching and also breathing like yeah. breathing exercises help yeah, and I've, uh-huh. And like full body stretching really helps. It does, man. Like blood flow mm-hmm. and I everywhere. Bet you, I bet you never even thought of that before. Not at all. Seriously. Actually, it only started weirdly enough when Fine and Jelly introduced me to Animal Flow. Right. Because that's when I started becoming more aware of how my yeah, body yeah. felt on a regular mm-hmm. basis. So it opened up this new like improvement of the yeah. body that helped your craft. Also. Yeah, because because I ju- I would just like you I would start rapping out of nowhere. There like I start exactly. freestyling and then. After a while, I realized, like, yo, my gut's kind of cramping up. There you go. And, it's and those little things. Yeah, I'm kind of getting lightheaded, yeah, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. What? <laughs> I didn't, didn't know Like, that. Fai was yeah. following... But only when I practice. <laughs> <laughs> Fai does these certain things where, like, for drummers, for example, you have to focus on your posture and, and stuff like that. And even for guitar, you have to, apparently, you have to focus on your posture. And, I mean, you don't know these things. The same thing that happened to, for example, like, Kobe Bryant. Like, you don't know... That you do that you're overworking mm-hmm. yeah. until you get injured. Sure, yeah. sure. Because because you you you're at the top of your game thinking like I could just keep doing this. I yeah, could take and then it comes all so of it. naturally. And it, yeah, and then suddenly you can't play. You can't yeah. you can't do this. You can't do that. And I think we see it more in like, the professional sports side. Like we um, from Joe Rogan's podcast. Like when he interviews MMA fighters about how they train, yeah. they change. Like they say back back in the day, they would just grind it out, spar every. Every day, but that takes yeah. a lot of, out of you because if you're yeah, basically going full it'll contact, it'll wreck your body. Like it's exact, it's the same thing. So this, like, the science of it all has gotten more refined. It's like definitely. working smarter, not necessarily harder. All yes, the time. yes, I think yes. I think that's why I um, 
find LeBron James to be such a specimen because he oh has perfected almost this the preparation. Injured, yeah, man. the art of the. I mean, last season was the first time in ever. That sure. he's, yeah. That but he it wasn't even that bad. Yeah, it wasn't even that bad. Yeah, he kind of just like reigned it. Like he was like, okay, we're not gonna win, so yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna chill I'm this gonna season. Rest. I'm gonna rest. <laughs> Which is another telltale <laughs> sign of like how to take care of yourself, exactly. you know, and exactly. and make investments on what, yeah. when you want to really be bursting at your peak. Definitely. So, you think aside aside from that idea of like prepare, preparation and a different way of approaching how you you play your music, what else do you think like that professional aspect of being in a band, sh- doing gigs that most people don't appreciate, you know, because you know. It takes a lot to put on a show, I, I, I assume. And I it know does, that. It does, yes. Right. Um, in terms of it being like professional, it, um, it's sort of like, because as a band, we're rehearsing like once a week, at least mm-hmm. once a week. And um, we, we have this thing where we always, like we've never, it's been two years and we've never repeated a set list. Nice. Like that's Are you just, sure? I promise. I <laughs> promise. I, I I keep tabs. At least because <laughs> at least the ad libs will change. Yeah, the ad libs ah, will change. Okay. The order will change, or the arrangement of the song will be sure. a little bit different. Okay. Okay. Um. So, I think, in terms of being professional, it's like we always wanna put on a show, and what people might not know is like, on that day, like one of us could be super sick, super duper mm-hmm. tired. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, but that, at the end of the day, like, when you're performing for people, when you're the entertainment for the night, like, the audience doesn't care if you're sick. Sure. I and mean, maybe, not- th- maybe they do, but, but they're, they're not here to sort of sympathize that, oh, he was, you know, messing around because yeah. he was sick. Yeah. At the end of the day, like, you kind of have to set that aside and still think, like, well, this is bigger than how I'm feeling right now. This, mm-hmm. is, this is me and my team, and we're trying to, like, you know, like get you know build build a network you know sure. yeah. put on a show and stuff like that yeah or if not sick like you know you might not be in a good like headspace yeah, mentally or something definitely like something S- might went be bugging down you right yeah. before the show for exactly. example that doesn't matter it's true That's and true. you have to pretend like um that, that everything is fine i remember miggy and i used to talk about like how when you're performing on stage as a musician there's acting there's a lot of acting sure yeah. like right yeah. i'm sure you guys Dude. know like i'm acting like i'm having fun out <laughs> exactly. there, bro. sometimes <laughs> somet- right like sometimes you're for whatever reason even if it's just like technical difficulties mm-hmm. certain things happening sure. like that like there's no excuse like you you still have to like act like this is like oh this is my favorite set yeah ever. true there's a lot of things that i don't think the, like the people in the audience would necessarily understand like about the setting up and how definitely, things go, definitely. go that way there are times where that would really put you off if some like you know yeah. let's just say like the tech wasn't at the right place yeah that's happened and I, I understand but that's that's why i guess that's how great musicians get separated from like an average ones yeah like, ability to perform in the clutch against the pressures and the yeah. challenges yeah. like that and you know um another thing that you're speaking about great musicians from average it's not just um, the attitude that they bring forward, but the actual like cleanliness of the entire set with like I realized that I, w- I wouldn't say cleanliness, but maybe I, w- I w- tight tightness tightness. I don't because okay, this like, is like, my this is my logic behind it. Well, um, the word I wanted to use like consciousness, like commitment, like you're. I know, I, but you can be committed, but if you're not on point, then you. I mean, like I've been to a bunch of professional concerts, like foreign acts, local right, acts. Right. 
and the best of the best, they just don't make mistakes, man. It's true. They just it's don't. True. Like, I know that that sounds like the impossible standard, no, but that's the standard. It's probably because we couldn't tell. Like, they're that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think at the, end part of day, of it, yeah. at the end of the day, the goal is for them not to notice. Sure. If you yeah. are making mistakes. Because it happens. But, you Which know. I think and that that is another telltale sign of yeah. like the greats between the greats and the average. Sure. And I mean, that I think. I could speak for the entire band when I say like that is what keeps us going like because we're making mistakes and we know it's normal right like mm-hmm. in rehearsal in shows like like I've only got recently gotten better at like accepting my mistakes like, I used <laughs> to be so, so anal about it like you know I cannot mess or whatever mm-hmm. and then but like the idea of we make mistakes but there are people like there are professionals who don't yeah or or it's very minimal yeah. so it 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 reminds you that like well there is a step that we have to do and we can't like Fi and I are always talking about like what is that next step like you know we are working day in day out what is that next step to really sound professional mm-hmm. and we're we're finding that out every single day and it's just I mean that, the only answer that we had was time you know like I think that's fair because the, the, it's all about the hours at the end of the day I think that's fair you know no matter how many times you do it you'll get better after every yeah. time time sure. and consistency definitely you know definitely Co- consistently like playing well and also just trying to push yourselves yeah. and, and the music that you're making definitely. which I think you guys do a pretty good job of thank you um, yeah one of the hardest working bands we know dude for <laughs> real for real though dude. like we know a lot Ooh. of bands too <laughs> and it shows I mean like the success that you guys have had which we congratulate you all for because it is well deserved Thank you. You're getting like a record deal. These things are signs of the idea that people notice. You mm-hmm. know, like these yeah. things, um, to the to, to average person, they might not realize that uh, the professional world, they pay attention to these things very, and that's where you get rewarded. You get put on more shows because you, they know you'll put on a good show every time. Definitely. That you're always willing to show up, that you'll yeah. be on time, these types of things, right? That you're not hard to work with. That those, those things kind Dude, of... not hard, hard to work with. Those things are overlooked. <laughs> yeah. Those things are definitely... Dude, underappreciated man. is not hard to work oh, with. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> because so many, so many divas have made it to the star scene that all of these up-and-coming acts want to just be divas already. I hate it. I hate it. When, when we were still handling... Um, uh, artist curation for the bars for league was that for Liga, Liga right, yeah right. when when we were still doing bar partnerships um i had a few acts that were a little diva, diva-ish. diva side yeah a little diva-ish i'm not going to name any names uh-huh, uh-huh. but they were not the better acts <laughs> <laughs> i'll say that much that might have just been by chance but i get that though i hate the idea of sort of being a diva and sort of pretending that you're the master like pretending yeah. that you are a master I don't. I don't think that. And making it making it harder for someone else to just try and put you on. You yeah, know, like they're based on how established you might be. I know it's like, but like, I think in any field, man. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, fair. Music is that's just a, just a prime example. But yeah, yeah any it can field, happen. Yeah, yeah. It can, it you can, will have divas who are really like, well, I'm I'm here. Yeah, I and I I do things this I, way. I do things. Yeah. This yeah. Way. <laughs> I mean, it can happen just like waiting in line. So it feels entitled, like. Exactly. I've been waiting yeah, for 15 minutes. Can I speak to the manager? It's right. like, uh, the rest yo. of us have been waiting too, yo. <laughs> but we're fine. <laughs> Chill the fuck out. Exactly. That's, that's, that's something that I wish would change a bit in, in um, music culture. But you can't avoid it either. Yeah, it's you a personality thing, yeah, man. Yeah, that's true. Um, speaking of music here in like the Philippines, which is where we're based for those of you who listen to us in 
Hong Kong and America, which is like, <laughs> what, cool. who are you? <laughs> but but um, what do you what do you have to say about the music scene now? I mean, a lot of people have said, I don't know, the, the, the opinions are far ranging and there's no consensus because some obviously us who are who are performers would say that the scene is alive and well but right. there are there are critics established critics that would say that uh the the golden age of music in the philippines has passed and mm-hmm. there are other people who say that filipino music just uh it, it it has sold out into the mainstream right i mean it's the music business in the philippines is really difficult you know like and and we're lucky because we only kind of just like snuck our way into the industry a little bit like like slowly but surely like um we reached the point where we looked at each other and we were like hey guys i guess we're kind of part of opm now you know which was the most exciting thing like, <laughs> you always were bro that's why i don't know but, no, but like, actually yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh, yeah this is okay. an opm okay. band that does this okay but it's difficult in the sense that like there are like broads that invite a bunch of bands and um they they like they curate these acts for for their events and these prods they love music and and we love them but there are certain prods that also don't have the money to pay these artists Mm -hmm. and that is one of the ongoing challenges of course like the financial side i mean probably the probably the biggest yeah it's the biggest challenge like you know like because if you're a band that doesn't get a lot of reach but you get paid really well like, can you complain that much? Probably not. Not at all. Probably not. I'd rather be overpaid than underrated. Exactly. 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 But that's like know. a that's a Jay Z line. <laughs> that's like a Chris Rock made a joke. He was on a interview show with uh, then Kristen Stewart was being interviewed, the actress, and she was saying like, you know, I don't I don't like ha- being given jobs that I don't feel like I work for in this earth. He's just like, fuck that, give me the job, bro. <laughs> give me the money. Yeah, he's like, even if I don't deserve it, <laughs> give me the job. <laughs> It's hard in that sense, like, you have to, sometimes, when you're, everyone, everyone is at 100%, like, we've had gigs where everyone was just on point, and we were really happy about it, then the whole band goes home with, like, 500 pesos. You know what I mean? It's that feeling, like, you know, and you're spitting that, and and how much you paid to get to the venue, like, in terms of toys, is even more than what you get back. I think we've counted... At yeah. least for our like our for experience, sure. however sure. limited yeah, it is, we've seen some net negatives out of here, bro. Of course, in, in <laughs> mostly this, in this industry, like <laughs> it's common knowledge that artists are highly underpaid. Yeah. But at the same time, there's this weird sort of um, like when we play those gigs where we don't get paid. Sometimes those are the gigs where the next day. You're on social media and you see like 10, 20 people like sure. like your page, like your band. And and that is like the sacrifice. That That is sort it's of... the trade-off. That's the trade-off. Like you're... At the end of the day, your job is to to gain traction. And you are, you are you making know. that choice. But I guess it's yeah. just like, I wish we wouldn't have to make that choice all the time. It's to hard. Pick, uh, it's to, hard. To have to play gigs that you know you won't make money on. Yeah. Right? yeah. Ideally, everyone should make a little bit or just like a reasonable amount. To, yeah, I think a reasonable amount. I mean, yeah. not the... Obviously, we don't want to be entitled because we... we agree that the consensus on what the quality of our output is is according to, sure. the, to, the, to the mass as well. Definitely. But 
but there should be, I think, like a, a better bare minimum. Yeah, I, I, a better I, bare I, minimum. I think it's fair to say that it's not enough for, <laughs> Dude, for professional it's, no, it, music. It really yeah. isn't. It really I mean, isn't. in terms of like what you can get consulting on, um, let's say like brand development or, or yeah. marketing or something, you could... Correct, jo- regular yeah, job. Like a right? regular job, you know, like you could... Any regular job. You could de- any, well, I wouldn't say any. There are a oh, few fine, that are fine. like being a teacher, I can't believe <laughs> how, how little teachers get paid right. out here. So they're like, right. the, they're musician. In that yeah. respect, yeah. Yeah. Like but they're like, I mean, I'd say just as important, if not more important than like what we do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we definitely. make people feel good, and yeah, music they're, is they're out here educating, and music sure, is important sure. for the soul. But like, you don't know that if you don't have a good teacher, <laughs> anyway. So, so shit, man, pay your that, fucking teachers, that world. Is so true. That so, is I was so I was talking with my I was talking with my relatives in the states, and they were like, yeah, teachers teachers don't get paid much out here. And I was like, yeah, back in the Philippines too. And they go, oh no, out here we mean like the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a very general Yeah, like thing. in general, they just should yeah, get more. Just, exactly, exactly. But and the same goes for musicians, man. So I, you, I agree. What do you think of, um, in the Philippines, it, you see it where like the famous musicians end up going a bit like, I would say like commercial, like the route that they take, that they right. take like sponsorships and they go for product placements or work for bigger brands basically to, to make that money. What do you what do you think of that that choice? Is it something that you 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 would think you would do or just see like would you do a coke commercial? I think I would do a coke commercial. Nice. I w- I think even like them corny ones, bro. That, no, I mean I'm sure they have some of them are say. that sort of musical choice in term like the decision to adapt and have this sort of financial gain. Mm-hmm. Like I I completely understand. It. Sure. Yeah. Like what some people described to be like sort of selling out yeah i mean like you know in, the in question a, in is, a way does it compromise your musical like spirit or your freedom the thing right? is like there is a formula to mm-hmm. these things there there is a formula to success and I'm, and I'm not saying that it is set in stone but like just to give an example like one of my favorite guitar players of course is john mayer sure and i mean the songs that he did not want to put out like your body's a wonderland daughters those are the songs that got him grammys sure yeah so there that is the formula you like you can sort of get into the most complicated lyrical melodic concept but at the end of the day the layman ear just wants something that's relatable Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know they want something that's palatable and easy yeah given that we have this short attention span for for art yeah in in some sense and so I completely understand why certain artists, because I, I wouldn't even consider it like a shortcut. Mm-hmm. Some people do. It's just a I, step. It's a, a step. Move. It's a step. And like, I never, like, we as a band, I don't think we ever closed our doors to like the idea of, let's say, working with a brand. I guess it's just more of like, does it fit with our brand? Sure, sure. Yeah. It's a little bit more like that. Like, so me there, personally, I don't think I'd compromise to the extent that like, I'd be looking back and I'd be listening in my room and I'm like, this is not, this was not the plan. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. I don't right. think, I don't think it would ever have to reach that point. Basically, uh, especially because like this is ongoing um, search for the brand that we're really trying to develop. Mm-hmm. The sound, this, this sort of idea, yeah, this personality. Yeah. But I super get it. Why people would, would go in that direction. I, I, I like that um, perspective on it because there's obviously a lot of purists that I mean, purist. You know what I mean? Yeah, in I quotation, get you. yeah, like yeah. Just, I get you. Just because the idea of selling out, right? Yeah, because I mean, 
But I think back it back to sorry back back to the idea of being snobby about it is the fact that like music is for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not it's not exclusive. And I guess if if you personally choose as an artist to only want to make a certain kind of music, I'm not giving you any grief. Like I'm yeah, not gonna definitely. say that's that that's your that's yeah your game. that's your prerogative. That's your you yes. know, but you're not allowed to bitch and moan that you didn't make money because you didn't adapt to what you know like the market, the market or the money Definitely, needed sure. you know and there is a balance money you know you, you see people like john mayer bruno mars true, uh, true, true. these guys i would They're not the giants yeah in, and in i pop music I, yeah and i wouldn't say they that sold out in that sense. i wouldn't say that they are unartistic you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. For for the They're choices that they've made. Yeah. Sure, I don't like all of their music, but yeah. but the music that I do like is is something that they I hold them very close to my heart. Definitely. So I I just feel like music is more complex than being being one thing yeah, the sure, whole time. Sure. Okay. I just wanted to know, yeah, because there is that idea of like a spectrum of I guess you could go overboard where you just sacrifice your brand yeah. and your integrity to make the money. Yeah. Yeah. Sure that it happens. Then there's the other side where you're just like, I'm going to play these small shows, make no money because I think that's how my music can... St- I can preserve my yeah. identity, mm-hmm. right? You, you can go two ways because you can be a purist, like you said. Like You can be specific to your brand, true to your heart and all of that. But there's this whole other side where I, like, there's this ringing message that I always think when people say like, doesn't matter how good you are if nobody's ever heard it it sure. doesn't exist okay. it doesn't matter we've spoken about this yeah so off it's mic. sort of like this, this this half and half thing you know like it's a give and take thing sure and it always has to be and that's always a challenge yeah i guess you have to really um like assess your your goals what your goals are as a musician like you yeah said, do you want to reach people do you just want to Play in your room. I mean, that's fine. Yeah, exactly. if you want yeah. to, right? It depends. Exa- it depends on what you want. Yeah, yeah but you like, make your decisions based off that. That you know, yeah. like thinking about that choice. And you really have to goal. internalize it. Like us as a band, as funny as it is, like it's a band. Like you know, we're out like jamming, like playing music all the time. But we have a lot of meetings. I'm sure. You know what I mean? Like, and like we have meetings. We've had meetings with like a lawyer. We've had meetings with a label. I remember looking back at everyone and I was just like, when did this get so serious? Like we used to just <laughs> hang out on Saturday and, and be fools. Yeah. Saturday yeah. night was just like, that was hang the peak out. of my week. It was yeah. a hangout and I just so happened to have a guitar in my hand. Yeah, yeah. It was the most casual thing. Suddenly we're having meetings all the time. We're planning for the future and all that stuff because we wanted it to sort of transition into like a business. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Of you course. know, I mean, music like early on when you're, when you're goofing off, you don't realize the amount of business involved in music. All you want to do is play. Yeah. Sure. That's and, fair. And, um, which is normal, which is like that period where you're just goofing off is some of the most, like, those are the formative years. Yeah, that's what gets you started. That's what right? gets you, you started know? and th- that's where you build your style maybe. Yeah. That's where you do this Unless you that. really thought of it as a business from the start. Yeah. Like you're like, there are some people, people have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. People you'll, have. Cre- you'll create this whole persona based on the fact you know it'll sell. Right. Which, yeah. fine, yeah. you know, if you're good at it. That's cool too. Takashi. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Can't, can't fault you for that. Yeah, because I mean, you're making the choice. Yeah, that's, yeah. All I, that's, that's all I care about is the fact that the choice is deliberate. I would rather... Yes. 
I would rather if someone's um, selling out, so to speak. I would rather that they're doing it deliberately than yeah. than lying to themselves. At the end of the day, as long as you're not miserable, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. As long as you go home and be like, yeah, yeah I'm happy. With exactly. What I sure, exactly. Sure. You know, just and I think like selling out usually that comes from like the fans' point of view. They never said like, I'm selling out and let me. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's give me, this is it, guys. Give me the money. I'm gonna compromise my <laughs> values. It's always someone else. That's why it's a perspective. That's so true. That's but so I mean, there are also there are also the times where it's you're. <laughs> yeah, if you're clearly doing that and maybe you're not even aware of it, Definitely. but everyone that's observing you is completely aware of it. Yes, yes. <laughs> you see a lot when like fans react to like the new album like that and they'd be like, you've changed, bro. Dude, Maroon 5 sold out. <laughs> yeah, like people said like, people said they like Fallout have. Boy, Fallout Boy would have sold out, mm-hmm, Paramore mm-hmm. sold out. Paramore was one, like, Linkin Park. But that's why it goes two ways. It's, it's <laughs> Transformers either, got them. It's either they sold out or like a producer or someone in the label was like, sure. well, you guys got to adapt. And so to them, it may, maybe it wasn't like, okay, we're not selling out. We're just adjusting. And yeah. then sometimes they think it's, it's also just, just want to try something new. Yeah, yeah. I've I heard mean, that. Because like, you know, like, everyone did it. Like Coldplay did it. True. You know? I, think, I think the difficult part when you get to those areas is deciding between um, how do you as an artist want to push the, the, form, the art form that sure. you're doing and... How much of that has to be adapting to yeah. what sells? Sure, like you know? I guess in like in the context of like you and BSN, yeah. it's like obviously you want to make new songs, but at the same time, it's thinking: do we make them like our old songs? Do we try something completely new? And I assume when you think about that, there are like risks involved, or just like issues that you start to think of now. Like, are you betraying your old fans? Do they want something else? Mm-hmm. Well, so like, I think what you'd hope for, like. Because, for example, I always told Miggy, like, I have this goal, this personal goal. Like, I want BSN to have 100 songs in, the ne- in, in you know, many years ahead. Like, I want sure. BSN to have that many songs. Like, mm-hmm. And the idea of, like, when you want musical success, you have to make a hit, right? Like, that's a given. But I want, what I'm hoping for is that by the time you have a hit that old fans may or may not really dig into, it's like, well... I may not agree with that, but I agree with the other 99. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, it should be at that point where like you sort of, I mean, you're not trying to, but you build this loyalty with your fans. Yeah, yeah. Where like they don't have to agree with everything. Because I mean, even, they respect uh, even yeah, they respect it. Because even in a band setting, like if it's a five-way marriage, like for us, like you won't always agree with everyone's ideas. Like people, okay. people would have like contrast and like conflict of interest, basically. Sure. But you know, just just to have that sort of foundation behind it, like okay, well we have these many songs, and just because we have this one song that you don't like doesn't mean that this is our direction. For mm-hmm. example, yeah, yeah, that's a uh, that, that's an interesting thing to the interesting way to put it a five way marriage. I always saw it is definitely a five. I always marriage. saw Mark bro, that's and illegal, me. Bro. I saw Mark and me as a. As an open relationship. There you go. There you go. <laughs> we're like a we're like a divorced couple who are still friends. Yeah, very, we're, very modern. We're, very modern. A, we're a divorced couple that still cares about the kid. <laughs> you this, know? The kid you is up, this. You meet up on Saturdays. Yeah. The kid is the podcast. <laughs> the one that's like, I'm not, I'm not free. Yeah. You gotta take him. Yeah, you gotta like, take him. Your, the kid's like, thing. I don't even like these guys. Yeah, he's just he's like, if, sp- you're, if you're not enjoying this, just stop. <laughs> That's 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 that's, uh, that's actually really cool. The different way dynamics, yeah. yeah. And I, you know, a band is just completely different from 
like a, rap, duo. a rapper DJ duo. Right, right, you know, sure. because you guys have so many other elements. Though. Yeah, even yeah. more even, hands in the pot. Yeah, yeah, and also like the way it has to blend is different. Because I mean, me and Cloud do do two different distinct things. Where I I I will never have to meddle into his pot unless right. unless I take over. But. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, <laughs> I love that little side yeah. note. He totally could. <laughs> he owns like ninety percent of the equipment. But he could also do the reverse. But it's like you know, it's a lot easier for us to differentiate our task and know our jobs and have clear yeah. roles. In, in, I get it. In a yeah, band, it's it. like you know, is this song supposed to be a guitar-led song, keyboard-led song, vocals? Do they have to be standing yeah. out, or should it be like in a rhythm? Yeah, it I seems think the, like the nice thing about like that sort of five-way marriage is that we sort of we have this look like let's say when we're designing a song or when we're curating a jam or a set list we have this look that we kind of give each other when we know that it's a good idea mm-hmm. and uh, same way we have this look where it's like i don't think that this didn't is, work I don't, yeah that yeah. didn't work and and the more we work together the more um that sort of perspective on whether or not it's a good idea is is like singular Mm-hmm. With that whole unit, yeah, because it's like it it builds like like a family. Yeah, because you're getting to know yourself as a band definitely, together. Definitely, definitely. Sure, mm-hmm. you have your individual thoughts, and then you have yeah. your collective. Yes, like, how yes, do we, yes. I feel like we, we we've gone through the same thing. Yeah. I would say, um, just in terms of, uh, well, it, arrangement is really the most that we we have to really agree on right. something more than anything. It's really just. Wait, where are the cutouts going to come out? How, how how is this going to sound? Um, when do we take the drums out? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot simpler for yeah. us. I it is, say. but but the idea is the same. Yeah, because I mean, you you're really learning each other's moves. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Like the way I describe it is like, um, you know, when you're at home with your family and you hear someone walking in the hallway, mm-hmm. you know who it is based on the footsteps. True. You know, yeah. that, that's your dad. That's or your, so true. So that, that's that's how we kind of. That's how I see it. Like when you in the band setting when you're jamming you kind of know what every each member is capable of but so you know each other's moves but then there are also these like really really good moments where yeah um one band member or another like will exceed what you yeah. know that they can do and, and in your heart you're like oh he's been practicing yeah. that's an oh everyone yeah that's an yeah. oh shit moment everyone's yeah. been practicing you know? i think that's you just know? like a sign of like the chemistry's right yeah the chemistry yeah. The, 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 i don't know if you could um, ever really like plan for that to happen that's why but i feel like that happens organically in yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in any situation yes. where you're you have social interaction involved yeah. with yeah, yeah. A, a regular group of people if you put yourself in the right situation yeah. yeah but but i mean if you just keep yourself with the right people I mean, obviously, there will be people that will just not make an effort to be better. Yeah. But, but yeah, you know, if that's, you, what I, that's what you mean by right situation. Yeah, 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 be yeah. around other people that are trying to be better. Then, then when they actually do hit that, you're just like, oh, basically, yeah, that, oh, that, that, basically. and that completely helps the chemistry. You know, sure. it goes back to like what I was saying about like it's really just time that separates how we are now from really sounding professional. It's like it's it's the amount of hours that you worked. To build that chemistry, mm-hmm. which is like in some ways the most exciting thing. Like I, I can play any stage, and I can, at this point, confidently, confidently tell you that I have. There's nothing more exciting for me than to play in Fire's house. Ooh. Cool. There's no, cool. there's nothing like that feeling of of just just being in front of the other guys and, and like trying to play so well. I care more about playing well for them than I sometimes care about playing well for, for like an like audience. Crowds, yeah, for yeah. a big crowd. Because these guys like care, like you know, they, they, everyone is excited about, 
um, each band member's improvement. Everyone's mm-hmm. really, yeah. really digging into that. And because know? like each of you, I mean, not, I, I would assume that each of you expect that what that what the band member is putting forward during that practice session is what that band member thinks the band needs. Yes, you, you know? sort of. It's like you're investing your ideas. Yeah. Like, will this? It's you're pitching your ideas. Yeah. So to speak. But everyone's trying to make it better. Yes. Right? Yes. Right? Everyone is just trying to make it better. So uh, before we wrap this up, I just wanted to ask one last thing, which is, do you think you have a hard stop for music? Like for just, I'm, I'm done. Like I retire at this particular age or are you just writing it out? Um, Pretty f- well, because Fine and I used to talk about like... You gotta ask the heavy questions. Um, <laughs> we used to talk about like how we'll go through all genres. I mean, we started as a metal band in high school. Right? Yeah, so, so we've been there. You know, we, we, we've done that sort of category <laughs> but we we always talked about how we want to go through the motions of how our music evolves and we want to end in jazz Ooh. like because because by that time when you're <laughs> at a certain age you would have like built the skill in terms of improvising in terms of arranging in terms of when to go when to start all those things sure. you know and you think it ends at jazz i think i think it does end in jazz and i mean it's I think that we can all go there together because, like, Miggy, for example, was already a yeah, jazz singer. Sure. Yeah, he started as a jazz singer. The standards. So all he has to do is, like, go Benjamin Button, like, go backwards. And, <laughs> yeah. and at, the end of the, at the end of the road, he sees young Miggy <laughs> singing jazz. But like, that's all he has to like do. Benjamin old. Button. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, I don't think that, like, there will ever be a hard stop just because, like, I always say that I will live as a student to the game and I'll die as a student you know I, I when you're young you're like I want to be the best I want to do this like, but like you know you can be the best in, in this certain thing and then somebody will be like oh but you can't play this genre Yeah. so it really doesn't matter Yeah. you know when you drop that sort of ego stuff it's just like I want to do this because I want to do it because I want to learn Yeah. and you look back when you're like 80 years old you look like BSN would look back at like a hundred songs and be like, yeah, we did that. Sure. Yeah. We did all of that. I, I only ask because I can't see myself rapping at 60. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you never know. I never man. know. I never, never know. know I'm more of those feel it out guys. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm done at 25. <laughs> yeah, I keep the equipment though. <laughs> <laughs> Next year is the last year. June's catch thank the you. gigs. Thank you wait, so wait, wait, much. No, oh, I, oh, one more, one more. One no, more. I just got the generic questions that I, I wanted to know that. Okay, 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 okay. What's the what's your current favorite song to play on the set list? My current favorite song of BSN yeah, is yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a song called Jamarius the North. <laughs> 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 it's um, it's uh, the title came from like when Jai would have like dreadlocks. <laughs> For some reason, everyone just be like, "Sup, Jamarius." I mean, Fire. Fire always called him Jamarius, but like it yeah, just yeah, seems it made more it, sense when, so when he had dreadlocks. That was when he or, or really the truly God. became Jamarius. And it was Jamarius. Shout out Jamarius. Like, and then it became, <laughs> it it sort of became Jamarius the North. Like you know. <laughs> Like, like Jamarius from the north, yeah, like, like John Snow. Whatever, think, yeah, for whatever reason. Yo, oh for, my God. for any BSS, BSN fans who ends up listening to this, sometimes you think like they were 
thinking of this like deep like meaning. <laughs> Dude, they were just yeah. probably fucking around. Yeah. Yeah. Jabari yeah. still. And it made, it made more sense, like Fai was saying, because you know how like Kauai has dreadlocks yeah, and the yeah, North. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so sure. Became, okay. He was like, That's a stretch. He was though. trying to explain it for us. Like, okay, Sounds th- like if anybody asks, it's because That's of this. Very fi. It's That's very Fai. It's because of this. Very Fai. Jamar is the North. Jamar is the North. What yeah. other questions do you have, Mark? What was the favorite show you played ever? Oh, that is a good question. Yeah. Um, just musical standard questions, I think. Um, it's interesting because sometimes the like the best shows that we think that we've done, like musically, like um, in terms of like everyone being a hundred percent, though like w- when the shows are really good, we've had people come up to us and be like, "Well, the energy was not that good." Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like sometimes the shows that you didn't feel like you did very well. That's when the energy was like 100%. But if I were to think, um, I'd probably like maybe a top five. <laughs> like um, Wonderland, of course, was one. Sure. Just yeah. because the stage was humongous. It's yeah. a milestone. Yeah, I think it was, it was more of like the, the sentimental yes, effect. Yes, the sentimental, like how new we were and like literally we were sound checking. I'd play a note it would go up into the sky and come back to me Dude, and then yeah, people wow. and people in the people who were living in Ayala Alabang they'd message me like I can hear you sound checking <gasps> I, I find that Dude, we watched that man. we did that I was went what, crazy that <laughs> was what brought me over the top to get a ticket cause I was like yeah. oh, that's alright and you. then when you guys I was like mm, this is it thank you yep. this is yep. it there was that Dude, was so much we fun. did um, we had a no cal the first time we played a no cal okay. it was so full and the gear that Whoever Nokal got, like, cheers to those guys. They, <laughs> they got this amazing sound system. Mm-hmm. And so, like, something about when the sound system's really good, you don't even have to overdo anything. Mm-hmm. Yes. You, there's no uh, compensation. There's no needed. compensation. Like, you know, sometimes if you have to be louder than the audience, yes, then you're, yeah. you're challenged by certain exactly things. What you so mean. we didn't have to deal with that. So that was, that was a Nokal gig. We also did 19 East for the first time. Oh, yeah. For our music, music video launch. Yeah. Surprise. I, I missed mean, that. One of my first... Actually, my first time being there, the sound system was really good over there too. Yes, the Nineteen East I think has the best in the country, and I a lot of people would agree with me. On yeah, that. I feel from so that, I where think I've that's seen. that's three. Um, Boogie in the Jungle, dude. That, is, that, is, that was our Ooh. first gig, and, and that was like a two-hour set, bro. It was two, Twenty songs, <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like that would be like a myth to most yeah, people. It, it is. It, it, is. Right? it is. It is. You'll actually, never see it. Actually, never, never, it. never happened. It which, never did. It was just a story. Yeah, it was a dream actually. Uh, yeah, but if that <laughs> were like to it. actually happen, then that would have been one of my favorites. Oh my also, God, that was great. Um, that was great. And I guess there's some like gigs that we do in Route 196 that sure. They just like, stand out. They just stand out. Like They're, for some reason, the, j- there's this sort of energy in that in that venue. Sure. Those people that go to Rude, um, they, I think it feeds they're there for music. Yeah, it right. feed, feeds on itself, right? The yeah. reason why the 19 East Route are kind of like legendary most, yeah. music you know? bars, is, yeah. and it just kind. I mean, of we used to think of, of like, okay, these are like the rite of passage venues, like Sagiho, mm-hmm. sure. Route 196, Moe's. and then we do them, and I mean, Sagiho's fun too. But then when we do like root gigs, something about it just feels so good. Okay. Like it's in part the audience. And then there's sometimes even when there's almost no audience, it just still feels like there's a, there's something about that place. I think I think because each bar has their own identity for the kind of music that the people are known there's to mojo enjoy. In that place, yeah. You know? So maybe I mean maybe you just fit in Root's yeah, pocket. Definitely. Shit. Good definitely. stuff. Yeah. Uh so Junes, thank you so much for coming thank on you to so the much show. Thank you so much for having me. Uh this was 
absolutely lovely. We had a lot of good insights here. Uh, it was nice to pick your brain about yeah. music <laughs> and basically life, I guess. This is right. one of those deep cut episodes. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was great. Um, thank you. Uh, My we, pleasure. We, wh- wh- when's your next gig? Um, we are playing in Mimosa uh, in Clark Pampanga tomorrow. Oh, damn. It's tomorrow. We are... Yeah, you guys should come. Yeah. <laughs> if you can. <laughs> I mean, it's a long weekend. So this this is, th- people will probably hear this like in the morning of tomorrow. Yeah, so early you have to come today. You have to come tonight. If yeah. this, is out, <laughs> if this is out tomorrow. Wait, tell us the date. We don't want people yeah. coming to Clark and say, what the fuck is this date, bro? <laughs> this might come out on Sunday for all we know. This shit is on, over. Uh, so we'll be playing on August 24th, <laughs> Saturday. Okay. Um, and it's an event by Doc Def called Odyssey. Shout out to Doc Def. Dope, that dope. guy really takes care of us, man. His name is um, JB. Okay. JB Balakwit. And like every time he invites us to shows, he just buys us chicken wings, <laughs> scotch, <laughs> pizza. To the point that you will almost never say no to the guy. Yeah. Even if it's like a last minute gig, you're like, oh, yeah. but this, I, have, yeah. I have a like soft he's spot. Looked out. Yeah, he's looked out. You have a soft spot for certain okay. broads. Okay, you know? okay, okay. Yeah. Anything? That's our next gig. What, what about something that people might still be able to catch if they hear this late? Um, we will be playing for the Bell and Dragon anniversary on September 7th. Oh, That's yeah. it. That's that people time. will be there. We <laughs> will be playing for the Miles Experience launch on September 13th. Okay. The uh, Pau from Carousel Casualties, she has, I think, a graduate. I could be wrong, but she has an event on in Sagiho on September 14th. Okay. And then on September 15, we'll do a low volume set in Nook, Molito. What? Yes. September what? 15. What? So really? Nook. What time is that? What time is that? I will let you know. I but think we'll be at the uh, beach, bro. I know. That's why I'm trying to. If it's like it's in the. A, if I think it should be in the evening. Then I'm freaking down. It's, uh, oh, yeah. that's Sunday. Yeah, it's, that's Sunday. It's for Bandwagon. Yeah, mm. man. Yeah. All right. Dude, I'm so, I'll be there. So these I'll are the September schedule. So there we go. Yeah. I think I think the people listening. It's more feasible. <laughs> and also look out for music we'll be releasing very very soon yeah yeah, yeah. shout out shout out all the business stuff that you gotta take care yes, of yes definitely even, um your youtube channel youtube channel definitely follow us there basically Inst- saturday night instagram also basically mm-hmm. saturday night facebook facebook we don't have a twitter though but dude I mean, honestly yeah, yeah. I, yeah I mean in there's a reason of, in terms of marketing reason, there's a reason for that yeah, that's a personal <laughs> space it's a twitter personal is a personal space. Space. Yeah, like, but we but we have a tumblr so <laughs> I respect that. We have a MySpace. So I check us out. I, I had a MySpace. Check oh, check right. uh, check out B- BSN on LinkedIn. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Connect, connect with them. Hire us for your next wedding. <laughs> Again, June. Would you ever play a wedding? Uh, we sure. actually are playing a wedding soon. Oh. Um, and yeah, I mean, the idea of like two people getting married and you're playing music for them. But you'd have to change up the set, wouldn't you? Um, yeah, I mean, not really. You gotta I, throw I in some like Bobby Caldwell, bro. <laughs> to, the, to an extent, like usually if if um it's like a corporate gig, we have our big guns. Like we'll throw out like Santana and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. the bangers. Are, the bangers those are like the safe coverage. Yeah, just to get the bo- to get the boss like yeah, just, just, just to let them know that like okay, okay, we hired them for good reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you yeah. guys are playing at my wedding, even yes, if, even yes. if like. But it know. might be jazz then. <laughs> I hope it is. I hope it is. I hope it is. My my ideal party is the jazz music. Fantastic. <laughs> so uh, thanks again, Junes. This uh, was a pleasure. Obviously, pleasure. we will have you on again. Thank you. We'll have the other guys on one at a time, but the goal <laughs> is to have BSN all together at oh, once. That would be fantastic. once we have an established studio. For this. <laughs>
Which is what? Never, bro. No, it'll, it'll happen once we're a network. What once we're the No One's Home Network. No One's Home Media Empire. No shout home. out. Yeah, it'll happen. It'll, I believe. It will happen. I believe. Yeah, we're, we're consulting on a few projects right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, that was Junai Manalo of Basically Saturday Night. Thanks again for coming through. This Thanks, is Clau. Guys. This was Mark. Peace out. Peace.